Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one that makes a way where there is no way. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here with us. You're here with us, Lord, as we as we stand behind this camera and, and you're, you're here right in that living room, in that house. You're right there, Lord, with that family. You're right there with that connect group, Lord. Right now, your presence is in that room. Lord, you said that whenever two or three are gathered in your name, Jesus, you said, I will be there. And Lord, I thank you that you are there. You are Jehovah Shammah, the God that is there. You are Emmanuel, the God that is always with us. And thank you, Jesus, you said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So Lord, your presence is assured. Your presence is real. And I thank you that right now where your presence is, there is joy. Where your presence is, there is liberty. So Lord, I speak that liberty right now over every person watching right now in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in and joining us today. And, uh, you know, I really believe that you're already experiencing the presence of God. And today I, I've, I've brought my pillow right here because I want to preach a message to you today. Uh, a message entitled, A Pillow or a Pill. And I want to talk to you today about someone who went to a storm and his name is Jesus. And he went to a storm and in the middle of a storm, he didn't take a pill, he took a pillow. So I want to talk to you today about that. And I want you to open your Bibles in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Mark, chapter 4, and verse 35. I'll give you some time for you to find your Bible, for you to find your Bible, or find your uh, uh, iPad where you find the Scripture, or uh, your cell phone. Just I want you to find it right now, and I want you to read with me Mark, chapter 4, verse Verse 35. So here we go. On the same day, when evening had come, he came to them and said, Let us cross over to the other side. And when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to talk to you today from this passage. You know, let's start with verse 35. It says, in when evening, uh, on, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. I want you to know that Jesus is a Jesus of action. He's always on the move. And it's exciting to serve Jesus. It's exciting to know Jesus. It's exciting to follow Jesus and see the places where he went in the pages of our Bibles and see the lives that he touched, the, the places that he went to. And here, Jesus is going across to minister to a, a people that were not Jewish. 
They were outside, you know, the commonwealth of Israel. And, but Jesus loves everybody. And Jesus is crossing over. He's on the move to touch people. Jesus wants to touch people everywhere because people everywhere need the touch of Jesus. And as Jesus had finished his, his messages and preaching and all of that, he went into the storm. He went into the boat and the boat ran into a storm. And, you know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about storms. You know, I, I, there are many passages in the Bible that speaks about storms. I mean, there's, there's this one right here in Mark chapter 4. There's another one in Mark chapter 6, just in two chapters, there's a storm. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 27, there's another message about a storm. Um, I guess life is full of storms. I guess bad times happen to everyone. I mean, they happen to Jesus. Jesus was right there in the middle of a storm with his disciples. And they were not outside the will of God. They hadn't done any sin. And yet they found themselves in a storm. You know, storms, storms come to all of us. In fact, Jesus once spoke about the storms that, that came uh, against two types of houses. One that was standing on a rock. The one that was standing on the sand. And he said, well, the one on the sand didn't stand. The one on the rock stood. So I guess storms are a part of life. And I guess Jesus, through this, uh, in this passage, Jesus probably just getting the disciples ready for a storm that was just going to happen in two chapters. And I want you to also get ready because sometimes tough times come. But you know what? When tough times come, they come and go. But tough people, they stand. And Jesus wants you to stand. And after, after having done all to stand, Jesus wants you to stand. Do you understand? So uh, there's a few things I want to share with you today. And I want you to pay attention and I want you to receive because Jesus wants you to be victorious over every storm, over everything that comes against you. You know, right in verse 35, when the disciples uh, saw that Jesus was asleep in the middle of a storm, they came to Jesus in verse 38 and they said to him, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? And you know, their question revealed not only desperation, but above all, I think it revealed a little bit of disappointment. And that happens to a lot of people when they go through storms. That happens to a lot of people that while they're trying to do their best and serving God the way they know how and, and, and just walking with God and suddenly something happens and, and they wonder, where, where is God right now? Where, where is Jesus? For sure he's asleep. For sure he doesn't care about what I'm going through. I want you to know something. Jesus cares. Not only cares, but he's right there with you. They said, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? And uh, uh, does Jesus care? Does he, does he see what we go through in the storms of life? You know, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, there's this passage that says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted, tried, tested just like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Wow, what a great passage. A passage that says that we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Someone who's so far removed from our reality that you cannot relate to what we're going through. That he doesn't know what we're going through. That he doesn't know what we are experiencing. No, quite the opposite. This passage says that, that, yes, we have one that is our high priest. And being a high priest means that he's standing 
before God, making intercession for us, being our advocate, being our mediator. And then it says that we can come boldly with, with great confidence to the throne of grace and we can find hope, we can find help, we can find refuge, we can find everything because of the grace of God. So, you know what? Jesus knows what you're going through because he himself went through the same that you're going through and even more. Now, in verse 38, it's so interesting that uh, we find Jesus in the middle of a storm with a pillow. You know, I mean, being God, you know what? I don't think that storm caught him by uh, surprise. I don't think Jesus went into that storm thinking, well, what happened? You know, uh, uh, why did this happen? Uh, I, I should have checked the uh, weather report to make sure that uh, we could sail safely to the other side. No, I mean, Jesus being God, he knew, he knew exactly what was going to happen. And it's interesting that he didn't take, he didn't take a life jacket. He didn't take a first aid kit. He didn't take even a, a GPS. He took a pillow into the storm. And that pillow was an illustrated sermon on how to deal with the storms of life. You know, as I mentioned before, only two chapters later, they were going to face another storm. And Jesus is, while bringing that pillow, is just demonstrating, you know what? I don't go to storms and take a pill. I take a pillow. I, I rest in the middle of a storm. When everybody else is anxious and worried and thinking, what's going to happen to me? This is how I look at the storms of life. I rest. I rest. And Jesus wants you to know that you can rest. That you can take your own pillow. Maybe you're sitting right now in, in your couch and relax, listening to me to, listening to me to preach. And I tell you what, it, it's hard to preach uh, when I don't hear those amens and those hallelujahs. Because when I preach, I love it. When uh, people say, amen, hallelujah, and probably just there, relaxed, probably, you know, having a, a juice. And I want you to know something. That's how you need to face the storms of life. Relaxed. Amen. Like Jesus, you know, embrace your pillow. Don't throw in the towel and say, well, what's going to happen to me, Jesus? What, what's going on? Just, just relax. Jesus is in the boat of your life. He knows what needs to happen. He knows and he will rescue you like he did with the disciples. So in the storms, Jesus didn't take a pill. He took a pillow. And I want you to see that Jesus, you know, the disciples are speaking disaster. They're saying, they're saying, Jesus, we perish. But Jesus is speaking peace. You know, both spoke of the abundance of their hearts. What are you saying about your storm? In the storms of life, more than at any other time, we need to keep our hearts filled with the right substance. Because out of the mouth, you know, the mouth speaks of what's in abundance in your heart. And you know, the disciples are saying, are saying Jesus, we're perishing. Jesus is saying, peace, be still. You know, the, the predominant substance in the hearts of the disciples is fear, apprehension, anxiety. That's why they're speaking it out. But what was predominant in the heart of Jesus was peace. That's why out of the mouth of Jesus came peace. So Jesus identified the substance of their hearts. Jesus said, why are you so fearful? You know, their hearts were full of fear. That was the substance of their hearts. And Jesus said, how is it that you have no faith? Jesus identified the substance that their hearts needed to be filled with. Faith, not fear, but faith. Trust. 
confidence. In a relaxing. Jesus is in the boat. If he's having a nap, maybe we should have one too. <laughs> if he's relaxing, maybe we should just kind of relax. After all, Jesus is in the boat. I want you to know that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's in your boat. Right now, we're living in strange times. People are fearful of catching the virus. People are fearful that they're going to go without because the shops in the supermarkets are empty. People are feared. I want you to know something. If, if I didn't have Jesus, I probably would also be fearful. But because of Jesus, I know that in this situation, Jesus would do exactly what he did when he was in the middle of the storm. He just took a pillow. And I want to encourage you, take, not a pill, take a pillow into your storm. You know, determine in your, in your heart to, to rest. Assume the position of rest in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Isaiah chapter 26 verses 3 and 4 says this. It says, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because it trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You know, God wants you to have a stable mind, a mind that is stayed, that is fixed on Jesus. You know, the Bible says that we are to set our eyes, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God doesn't want us to be, uh, to have our confidence rocked and, and tossed to and fro. You know, in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5, 6, and 7, you know, it talks about that the unstable man, the, the man who's one moment believes and the next moment doesn't believe, one moment is in faith, the next moment is in fear. The Bible says that man is unstable, he's tossed to and fro by the ways of the sea. It says, let that man not think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. So the key to receive from the Lord is to have our minds stayed on Him. You know, you will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because it trusts you. Trust in the Lord forever, for Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. I want you to know that His strength is permanent. It is everlasting. It is as real on a good day when you have a cappuccino and you feel relaxed. As in a day when you're going through a storm, his strength is permanent, is everlasting. Now, come on, say amen, somebody. Amen, right there in your living room. Come on, shout, say amen, Pastor Luis, preach it. Come on, let, let me hear it. Come on, one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Good one. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 8. I love this scripture. It says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. I want you to know that uh, right now in this whole world, uh, there's only one safe place, and that's, that's with Jesus in the boat. So they found it hard to trust in Jesus just because Jesus was asleep. Now we're... We're asked to ask, we're asked to trust in Jesus, not that, not just the Jesus that's asleep, but the Jesus we don't see. We don't see Jesus. But you know, faith is, is 
walking not by what you see, by how you feel, but by trusting God. Sometimes it may seem difficult to trust in the, in the invisible one, especially when our circumstances, they seem so visible and real. The Bible says that Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. You know what? Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's invisible, but he's no less real. He's invisible, but he's no less powerful. He's powerful. He's right there with you. John chapter 20, verse 29. It says, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. It's like Jesus saying, well, big deal. (laughs) Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Wow, there's a greater blessing in our lives. We have not seen Jesus, but we believe. I mean, they, they could touch Jesus. They, Jesus was physically right there with them. And it was, it was hard for them to believe. They, they said, Jesus, we're perishing. You know, we're asked to believe in the Jesus we can't see. But I'll tell you what, we are more blessed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet they have believed. Verse 30. Verse 30 says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. You know, this passage says that the reason why we have all these stories in the Bible, the reason why we have all these reports of what Jesus did, is that you may believe, and by believing you may have life. You know, Jesus came to give us life, and life more abundantly. Wow, what a powerful, what a powerful thought. These things are written so that, you know, instead of focusing on the news, instead of focusing on the waves and the storm and, and, and all of that, we can, we can focus on Jesus. We can see the places where he went. We can see who he touched. We can see what he did in the storms, how he came through every time. And by, by seeing that, by reading that in the scriptures, our hearts may be filled with faith. I'm really believing that right now as I'm preaching to you, that faith is coming into your heart, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what you've heard in the news yesterday or today, regardless of what happens tomorrow, that right now faith is flooding your heart and that instead of fear and apprehension and uncertainty, Jesus is causing your mind to stay strong, your mind to stay stayed on him, that he's causing your heart, your emotions to be stable that you're causing your heart and your mind to be filled with the peace of God that passes all understanding. That's my prayer for you today in the name of Jesus. Now, one last thought before we close. I want you to see that um, the disciples spoke about the problem, but Jesus spoke to the problem. (laughs) The disciples came and Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing. I mean, they're already prophesying doom over their own lives. You know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so they're already prophesying, speaking death, speaking speaking calamity into their circumstances. You know, and so they're speaking about 
the problem that they're facing. But when Jesus stood up, he spoke to the problem. You know what? You speak about the mountains, the mountains will grow. You speak to the mountain, and the mountain will go. You know, we have to take authority over our circumstances, about, you know, the things that are around us. You know, when Jesus stood, he rebuked the sea, he rebuked the waves, he rebuked that storm, and there was a calm, there was a calm that came into that place. You know, there was peace that came into that place. I just love that. I just love that. And, and the disciples were amazed. They're like, well, who can this be? I mean, who can this be that, that speaks to the storms and they cease? And Jesus was probably a little bit disappointed with the disciples because they could have done that. And Jesus probably expected them to do that, to stand up and instead of complaining about the storm, speaking to the storm and saying, storm, we command you in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord whom we serve, in the name of Jesus whom we believe, we command you to cease and to be gone. And I tell you what, it would have obeyed them. And I love this passage in Mark 11. 22 and 23, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. You know, when fear tries to take hold of me, uh, I, I love to come back to this scripture that says, Mark 11, 22 and 23, uh, get, it, get ready, uh, here we go. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. What a powerful statement. It came out of the mouth of Jesus that, number one, we are to have faith in God. The substance that need to be, that we need to be filled with, is faith. And then faith is translated into words. And these are the words. You know, Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. I don't know what kind of mountain you may be facing, whatever is standing in your way. Just speak against it. Just speak. It may be fear. It may be the prospect of job loss or some situation. And I want you to know something. When you speak the word against that thing, that thing will be reversed in Jesus' name. It says right here, be removed and cast into the sea. And it says, if he does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. This works in the positive, it works in the negative. You know, if, if, if you really believe that calamity is going to happen, if you speak it out, probably it will. But Jesus is saying, you know what, don't speak calamity. Don't just speak about the mountain. Speak to it. Command it to be removed and out of the way. So I want to encourage all of you today with the word of God. I believe this is a word in season for what we're going through right now. Not just in this nation, but it's happening all around the world. I tell you what, a lot of things are being shaken. And I pray that you will not be shaken. I pray that your faith will be strong. I pray, you know what, just I pray that you will persevere through this. And one day, you know, a lot of the things you've gone through right now, there'll be testimonies, there'll be stories about the goodness of God, about what God has done in your life. So a pill or a pillow? How about a pillow? How about a place of rest? How about the place of trusting in Jesus? How about the realization that he's still with us in the boat? How about taking authority over the storm? 
over sickness, over fear, over debt, over lack, over whatever has gotten, has come against you. How about all of that? And I tell you what, I really believe that uh, as you do that, God's going to honor your faith and God's going to come through for you. Amen. So right now, there may be someone there uh, in your living room that you've invited. Hey, friend, I'm so glad you accepted that invitation. I want you to know something that you can invite Jesus into your life. You can invite Jesus into the boat. You know, <laughs> there were, the Bible says that the storm came, but there were other little boats around the boat where Jesus was. And the goodness of Jesus is amazing because when the storm ceased, it ceased for everybody. And I want you to know God loves you so much. God has a plan for your life. God wants the, the storm to cease in your boat, in your life. But Jesus wants to come into your boat so that he can show himself strong on your behalf, so that you can know him personally. I really believe one of the things that we get out of this passage, we get a revelation of who God is when we hurt, who God is when we go through the tough times. And this Jesus wants you to have a personal revelation of that in your own life. So I want to encourage you, if you've never invited Jesus into your life, why don't you do it right now? It's very easy. You know, I'm going to ask everyone right there in the living room to just bow your heads, close your eyes, just like we do here in church on Sundays, and to just close your eyes right now. And friend, if you're listening to me right now, I want you to, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And the whole, everyone there, that family, those families, that connect group, everyone there is going to pray this prayer. A very simple prayer. And, and it goes like this. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus. Come on, repeat it. Say, Dear Jesus. Yes. Come into my heart. I receive you. I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm sorry for the mistakes of my past. I repent for all my sins. And Jesus, I make you today my Lord, my Savior. Come into my boat. I want to sail with you. I want you to be in charge of my life. I want you to direct my life. I want you to be absolute Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've prayed that prayer, wow. The Bible says that in heaven, angels rejoice. That's what the Bible says. So I rejoice with you. Just let someone know, maybe your connect group leader, they in the group or someone, just let someone know that you've prayed this prayer in your own heart for the first time. And I tell you what, they will pray with you. They want to, um, you know, tell you more about Jesus. And I want to encourage you next week, come back because we want to continue unveiling, revealing who this Jesus is. There's just so much more for you to learn and know about Jesus. Amen. Connect group right there in your home. Everyone there, come on, let's give Jesus a big applause. Come on, like we do here on Sunday. Let's shout to Jesus. Come on, a bit louder. I can't hear you. Good one. Well, praise God. I want to encourage you, uh, all of you right now, to stay back for a cup of tea uh, and um, come back and join us again next week. Let me just pray for you. Father God, I pray for everyone. Every connect group, everyone that's watching this, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that peace right now will invade their heart. Father, I pray right now that every storm will cease, that every mountain will be removed out of their way. 
Father, anyone listening right now and they're sick in their body, I speak the word of healing right now. And I say to that sickness, I say to that symptom, be gone by the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray blessing over everyone that's watched today. And uh, church, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord fill you with his peace. See you next week. God bless you.